There's a lot to life, and we're figuring it out because who knows? We don't. I'm Jack. And I'm Jonah, and this is the podcast of our crusade to be at least mediocre at everything. Welcome to today's episode. It is an impromptu episode because I felt like I had to record this. I felt like I had to speak up about this. And this is, um, you know, this was brought on because of what has been going on lately in the world, in the country, more so the country than the world. But, um, you know, the, the anti-Asian hate crimes that have been going on and the discrimination um, and the murder of the women down in Georgia at the massage parlor. Um, I felt like I had to speak up and I feel like I have to say something about this uh, as an Asian person. And so Jonah's here. Um, my wife, Ricky, is here. And we're just going to talk. This is a, a unedited episode. We're just freeballing it and... Seeing what happens because um, I felt really compelled to talk, but also my therapist said that I needed to talk this out. <laughs> we listen to therapists very closely, Ricky. Yeah. What are you implying? <laughs> Ricky is a therapist. Mm-hmm. A very good one. Yeah. She therapizes me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now she sticks to the rules when we're when we're recording yeah yeah very i'm just kidding she does not therapize me but anyway yes so i felt like i said very compelled to speak up about this and um i'm not the type of person to process my thoughts and emotions so this is going to be very interesting for me to do especially on a podcast yeah well thank you jack for uh, bringing this idea up, I love it. And I think it's important to just hear a little bit more about, you know, how you're feeling and uh, just kind of like some experiences. I'm very curious if you don't mind sharing just, um, you know, a little bit more about like your parents, you know, mm. and kind of, you know, a quick rundown of, you know, you say you you say that you're Asian. You know, kind of giving a little bit more detail about this. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a really good question and a good place to start, I guess. Um, so my background is that I'm Vietnamese, and my parents came here to the U.S. and had me after they came to the U.S. So they were not born here; they were born in Vietnam. They didn't even come here until 1990, um, and they speak very little English. Um, my mom actually, no, my mom speaks pretty good English. My dad does not speak English very well at all. And they're both older. They're both, um, over 65 now. And so I, I, a lot of this, a lot of this in the last couple of days, especially has made me very, uh, fearful for them, made me very concerned for them because of the fact that they don't speak English. The fact that they can be very easily discriminated against based on where they live and they live in a very white suburb of Phoenix, um, more conservative. Um, yeah, so because of that, I fear for them a little bit more. And so I, yeah, that's that's my parents. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, and then, like, I know that they've worked in, um, like, in nail shops. They ran, mm. they ran their own ones, right? Do they yeah. still work there? Or are no. your parents retired? No, so my parents are done now, um, okay. and I actually did talk to my mom about this today. So yes, we our family did used to own a nail shop, um, which is a very big thing, you know, for for Vietnamese people to to run here in Phoenix, at least that I know of. I don't know about other other states, but um, so yeah, they used to own a nail shop. My mom has been in nails since I was very young. Um, my sister has been in nails since you know as long as I can remember as well. So. Um, up until Rona hit, my mom was working in uh, in a salon, um, and so I'm glad that she's not working in a salon right now because I I was talking to her about this and I'm and I'm like you know I feel I feel like you like 
if if anyone wants to target a place that's full of Asian people, they would either go to the Asian market mm-hmm. in Chandler, or they would yeah. go to a nail salon. And so I'm I'm glad that she's not at the nail salon. And you know, we talked about it. And she's like, you know, I said, you know, just be careful, just be careful. And she's like, well. How can I be careful if someone comes up to me? Like, they're just going to come up to me. They're not going to give me any warning. I'm not going to be able to do anything. So mm. she's like, maybe I'll just stay home. I'm like, well, you can't just stay home forever. But, you know, just keep, I don't know, I guess keep your wits about you. I don't know what to say. To that. Yeah. I remember that, like, when Rona first hit and dumbass Donald Trump was like, the China flu. No. And, then, and then there was an influx in hate crimes against the Asian community that mm-hmm. we were all in the car together and you were like, "Go!" I think you had just come back from a trip for work because mm-hmm. this you were still travel. We were still traveling at this time. Like we were, yeah. we did not know. And um, you were like, I've never felt more uncomfortable before. Yeah. I remember this very clearly. And this was uh, probably over a year ago now. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so I just flown to Minneapolis for a work trip. And it was the week before my, it was the week of my birthday. So it was just like a year ago last week. And um, yeah, it was, it, it, things hadn't quite shut down yet uh, for the pandemic. But they, um, they, were you know there was lots of things going on like yeah trump was calling things uh, the things trump was calling it the the china virus the kung flu and all that kind of stuff and there were already some instances of um asian hate crimes and so um i felt super weary flying and going through the airport not because of the pandemic not because of the virus because none of us quite understood that yet in that moment mm-hmm. but i was very weary about being discriminated against because i was asian and I'm not from China, but people don't, they don't see an Asian person. They're like, oh, this person's Chinese. They just see an Asian person. They just know that they're Asian. Yeah. Um, or just, they just see an Asian person. They think they're Chinese. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was the first, probably one of the first times in my life that I was afraid because of my race. Um, and so this, you know, what, what's going on right now in our country has it has been around for a long time and it's only compounded in the last year um and you know like i think i think what happened in georgia with those women um that sounded like yes it was an it was a a, a, a racial hate crime but i don't think it was because of corona it sounded like it was something else um and that's a whole that's a whole nother topic and whole nother conversation to have about why this this person did this to these people um but yeah like it's it's been an ongoing thing for over for over a year now where i think a lot of asian people have been a little weary about being out or you know afraid of their race um and and i think it's it's come back again kind of full fully in the last couple days Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, um, I don't know, you know, I was thinking a lot about it and like, like, I wonder, like a bit of me was like, man, is this how black people feel? Like, cause there was so much happening this last year with black lives matter. Um, and you know, being racially profiled as a black person or even, you know, just any sort of Brown person, it doesn't matter. Um, a person of color, but I just wondered, like, okay, now it's the Asian community's turn. Um, I don't know if that's like, like a P, like PC to say or or what, but like it just that was just a thought that came across my mind. Sure. Yeah, I feel like we're here. We're gonna say something. No, go ahead, and then I'll. I, s- I saw you raise your <laughs> mic. Um, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, what I've been seeing a lot and what I have found interesting too, like, because, you know, I like to read Facebook comments on random. Mm, Yes, your uh, favorite news source. Yeah, I love to just like get into it with like randoms from Alabama and stuff. And what I've, but what I've been seeing a lot on, um, you know, I've been following a lot of the Asian American Pacific Islander 
um, sites and, you know, posts and stuff. And I've seen a lot of folks, um, you know, just people of color in general being like, welcome. Um, this is how I feel every single day. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have found this, I've two things. I have found this interesting, um, because it's not necessarily, uh, saying anything in solidarity. That's, you know, I've, I just found it kind of interesting that I was mm-hmm. like, okay, but that's, I, I, it doesn't feel supportive. Um, but you know, again, I have found that to be a little bit interesting. I've only seen this a few times. Mm-hmm. And then I've also seen, uh, you know, people are like, you know, let's keep the conversation going about white supremacy. And I'm like, yes, a hundred percent, obviously. But then I also feel like they're centering whiteness. They're still centering this mm-hmm. around white people. So it's like, we, this needs to be, this is a very nuanced thing because we need to address white supremacy, but also mm-hmm. not only talk about white supremacy. We need to also talk about the victims and talk about the communities that are being affected by white supremacy too, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So yeah. those are just like two things that I've noticed where I'm like, Oh, this is like, this is really interesting that I'm seeing this and it feels a lot different than like BLM and you mm-hmm. know, all of the stuff going on. It feels very different than that. Yeah, I was what I was gonna say when I was Sorry. starting to. No, it's okay. We both raised our mics at the same time. Um, but no, I was thinking is like, I mean, fair enough that you were like, is this how black people feel, or is this how you know another marginalized group feels? And I think like, and this is totally my opinion. Hopefully, no one gets mad at me for it. But <clears throat> um, like, I think to some extent, like, sure, you all might have some empathy for how different groups are feeling and things but like i don't think like this experience for you is probably in some ways definitely similar but also very different than like black lives matter or any minority group like thinking about like you know the the not all men thing that's getting big again right now like women are in fear a lot of times just walking down the street or of you know of men or of things like that but like my fear as a woman of potentially being a victim of violence from a man or a stranger or something is not at all the same as a black woman's fear or an Asian woman's fear right now, or, mm-hmm. you know, another, another minority group kind of thing. Or, I mean, something I've been seeing a lot of too, that I think I always knew, but hadn't really thought a lot about until I've been seeing it a lot more is, um, I've been seeing a lot of posts also on the best news source ever, <laughs> Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. All those things, TikTok. Twitter, Twitter, baby. I don't have, I have a Twitter, but I don't think I've looked at it since college. Um, <laughs> but like the, the sexualization and like fet, fetish, Feti- they're fetishizing. Feti- fetishizing, is that the word? Yeah. Fetishizing? Fet- fetishization. Yeah. Feti- Feti- yeah. Or is it fetishizing? No, that sounds weird. That sounds, no, it's, <laughs> it's fetishizing, fetishizing Asian women. Yeah, okay. Asian women. Um, and I've seen a lot of posts about that and people speaking up and, and Asian women speaking up about things that have happened to them that have definitely never happened to me as a white woman. Like no one has ever, I've been catcalled, I've been harassed on the street, I've been all these things, but no one's ever told me like, oh, me love you long time or can I get a happy ending massage or things mm-hmm. like that because that doesn't a- apply to me as a white woman. Those stereotypes mm-hmm. don't apply to me and that fetish fetishization, <laughs> however you say it. <laughs> but like that is a very those are all very common, you know, like the massage parlor thing or yeah. happy endings or nail salon, like all these things. And mm-hmm. Asian women are definitely sexualized and fetishized in, in a different way than, than black women mm-hmm. or than white women. Oh, or yeah, 100%. Latino women, Hispanic I, women, all of that. Oh, totally. And yeah, it's all about the like intersections and they do or differ. And I saw this thing um, that I've never thought about once, like, and it, it just really teaches you that like, you always need to be cognizant, but I saw this, uh, interview or actually it was a TikTok. So what's up? <laughs> uh, I'm like an interview on CNN. It was a TikTok. <laughs> um, it was a TikTok, and it was this, uh, you know, this Asian man who was just like, these are the reasons why I don't like Tina Fey. And I was like, mm. Oh, say what? Tina's like my God. Like, you yeah. know, I was like, I love Tina Fey. And he was kind of breaking down how in every film or whatever um, that she's created, there's been like a very stereotypical Asian character. Mm -hmm. And like 
you know, the, the one I saw was about like Mean Girls and yep. Trang, Trang Pak or, and he was like, the, the, the names don't even make sense. They're two, like one is Vietnamese and one's Korean. And then that person was actually like in a relationship with an older man. And it was like very stereotypical. And I was like, I never oh, noticed I about that. Yeah, very and mm-hmm. everything is like very like almost like hyperbolic about mm-hmm. Asian people in her films and I was like that is so interesting. I've that stuff goes over my head, you know. It's like I don't know why, but now I'm like wow, I I need to be a lot more cognizant of just like everything, you know. Yeah. And I'm thankful for you know videos like that where I'm like wow, you know, I've I've been I haven't been the best ally. I haven't been the best of myself because I haven't noticed these things either. And it's, I think it's because it's so ingrained into our society and culture um, that you don't think about those things. Like, and, and the thing is too, like, so I remember mean girls and I remember the girls were Vietnamese cause they would speak Vietnamese and like the, the captions would come up and like, that's totally not what they're saying. Um, like it was totally different. I mean, it was the same, it was the same message, but it was different. Um, it wasn't word for word translation on the subtitles, but I remember that and I should have taken offense to it looking back at it now. Um, sorry, I burped. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I do think back to it now and I'm like, man, like, I think the reason why I wasn't so upset about it was because like, Oh, look, we have Vietnamese representation on this movie. That's Mm. really popular. And the Asian girls on here are like pretty badass because like they're the ones that, you know, they're trying to like get into, you know, like they're, they're like one of the popular groups or something like that. Yeah. And so like that specifically or any, any movie, any movie that you think about that has an Asian person in it, most of the time they're the token Asian person. They're the Mm -hmm. token non-white person and they're the stereotypical Asian. And, um, like it's, it's frustrating if you look back at all these examples, but at the same time, like, like you look back at it and you're like, Oh man, that's cool to see another Asian person as an Asian person on the big screen, on the TV show. You're like, I'm finally represented, but it's done in the worst way possible. Yeah. When you have no representation, you take scraps. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A movie that actually, a super random small part in a movie that popped into my mind with all this was uh, Hustlers with like J-Lo mm. and Cardi B and all mm-hmm. them. And there was the, and I feel awful because I can't even think of the actress's name who was like one of the main freaking characters. Constance Wu. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Who was one of the main characters other than J-Lo essentially. And she was Asian and she was like, you know, the, the new stripper and J-Lo took her under her wing and everything. And I remember this scene in it because she was not very good at stripping in the beginning she was not making a lot of money and things like that and JLo was like the shit as always and she took her under her wing to kind of like help her get better and make more money and all this stuff and she made a comment to her like like you know you could really be making all the money because look at you like you're you're hot you're whatever and you're Asian like she pointed Hmm. it out and I I don't think it was meant in like a bad way or anything, but it was like really pointing out and sinking in that point of like, and you're Asian. So like you have that going for you with all these men who come into this strip club who like fetishize that fetish of Asian women, you know? Wow. And that just randomly popped in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good example. The one example, and this is the last one and we'll, we'll move on here. But the one movie that I absolutely hate because of how they have this Asian person on there is 16 Candles. Oh, I fucking hate that movie because I've never seen that movie. Oh, my gosh. Pretty, pretty bad. Like looking back on it. I know exactly who you're talking about. That's an 80s one, right? Yeah. From Mm -hmm. uh, Breakfast Breakfast Club or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Woody is his. Hopefully you don't hear, you probably hear his collar. It's like clanging against his food bowl that he's trying to oh, lick, yeah. lick down. Um, and then he took him some water drinks earlier. So anyway, um, yeah, I can't remember Long, Long Duck Wong was his name. <laughs> Something it like that. It was horrible. And he was like the stereotypical Asian. It was, I hated that fucking movie because of that character. And that's, that's just what they do. That's just what happens where they take this person. Um, they can't pronounce their R's. 
they can't pronounce their L's, and they, you know, they are a bad driver, and all this kind of shit, you know, and, like, my whole life, I, I think back to a lot of, like, all the tiny little, like, was it microaggressions? Yeah. That has happened to me. Um, I mean, even not even not micro, but just straight up blatant like racism. And I just went along with it because I'm like, oh, haha, that that's funny. But like, I'm getting like I'm I'm the center of attention, or I'm getting laughs, or you know whatever it is. Like the biggest thing that I thought I think back to, and I'm like, this is so fucked up of this person to do this. But I was in was it I was in high school and me and my friend we were like one of the only few Asian people in in my high school of like 3000 people and it was all white people and there was a handful of like probably people of color um and my friend and I um in our little friend group um one of the dads his white dad was like oh you two you guys are the Asian people in this group so your nickname's going to be Asian minor your nickname's going to be Asian major and like we just went along with it because like, Oh yeah, cool. We get to fit in with everyone. We get a cool nickname and mm. like all these white people were calling us like, Oh yo, Asian, what's up? How are you doing Asian? Like, Hey, you know, like we, they, they would refer to as that. And like, I think, I feel like I wonder if like some of the back of our t-shirts, you know, like when you get like t-shirts with like your name on the back, like yeah. I feel like it would say Asian or something like that. Yeah. And I thought it was, I, I didn't see anything wrong with it, but like certain friends of mine when they called me that and they never did and they would call me that i'd be like "Ooh, that's weird Mm -hmm. and and so like like that really bothered me that this white dad saw this and came up with this nickname for these teenage kids of color these asian kids and a nickname very specifically based on your race yeah 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 not Like, like a personality trait or no. an inside joke or something, no. you know? No, like, yeah, we've had so many friends with nicknames. Like, we had one friend, we called them by their nickname, and and that was, like, the only thing that people ever called them, but it wasn't, it was based off of an inside joke. It um, wasn't, like, white-ass 27. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I remember sometimes we would say, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, well, maybe we should call you guys Cracker or something like that. And they're like, mm, no, that doesn't work. I'm like, okay. You're like, yeah, it does, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely works. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the racism. And, you know, like I've experienced a lot of it um, where, you know, like like I said, a little either it it is microaggressions or it is full on blatant racism. Like you you brought up like, you know, me horny long time or, Mm. you know, like, oh, I don't know, whatever it is, just just random stuff that's happened and and. Mm. Um, as Asian people, I have thought about this a lot. Like, of course it's not okay. Um, but it's Asian people. I think we're, we fall in a very interesting like category where it's either we identify, like we can play either card. We can either play the people of color card or we can play like, "Mm, actually, no, we're going to be a little bit more white and go over there. Um, like I, like you, if you look at it, Asian people, you know, do very well with, you know, uh, uh, jobs and getting hired. Like if you look at the percentages of Asian people who get hired, it is very high. If you look at the percentages of, um, you know, Asian people who make good money, like that number is very high, more so compared to any other, um, any other race group out there. Um, and so because of that, you know, we do say we, we take that whiteness and we use it to our advantage. But then when other things happen we can shift gears and and play the race card. And so well I wouldn't call it the race card. I would say you can recognize that you're non-white. Mhm. or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I feel like saying the card has like a bad connotation to it. Mm, okay. Yes. Thank you for catching that. Thank you. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I know lots of Asian people who probably would not consider themselves Asian. Like they've really disassociated from their race. And then other Asian people are like full on, you know, like very proud of their ethnicity. They're very proud of their race. I grew up being very, um, like I was so ashamed of being Asian. Mm. I was so ashamed of like speaking in Vietnamese to my parents. Like I would hide, I would pretend to like, I would like whisper on the phone or something like that. 
And my parents were like, what are you saying? I don't like, what are you saying? Speak in Vietnamese. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. Oh and gosh. like, I was so ashamed of it growing up and I don't, I don't know why. Like, I, I wonder if it's because like, I wanted to be white, like all my other friends, because like I was singled out because of my race. Probably. I mean, you grew up in such like the whitest neighborhood in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm calling Gilbert out. Let's yeah, just call it Gilbert, what it is. Arizona, y'all. But like for reals, though, I think it's probably because you just wanted to assimilate to feel safe. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've even noticed you like when we first started dating, I feel like I and sometimes still I noticed like if we're in the car, or if we're at home or something and your parents call, you'll speak primarily Vietnamese to them. But if we're like in public and they call, you speak more English to them than mm. Vietnamese. And I, I remember asking you one time, like, why aren't you speaking in Vietnamese to them very much right now? And you're like, I, you, you said something along the lines of like, you don't like to do it as much when, when people are around or when you're in public mm. or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, okay. Like, I don't. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like and meanwhile, still, I'm like, please speak Vietnamese. I'm upset. I know, because I, <laughs> when you do speak Vietnamese to your parents, I, I have no idea what's happening, but like, I love it. Yeah. Like, it's very impressive to me that yeah. you and your, your younger sister, obviously your older sister speaks it. She lived in Vietnam for mm-hmm. part of her life, but like you and your younger sister speak it and everything. Like, I wish I knew a second language, any second language, you know? Yeah. So it's very, always impressive to me and everything, but. I don't know. I think too with something like a kind of, I don't know if it's a stereotype. It wouldn't be a stereotype, I guess, but like a, like a criticism. I don't know. Maybe you guys will know a better word for it, but I feel like that I hear often from people is like Asian languages are annoying. Mm. Like it's, Mm. you know, it's annoying to listen to someone speaking an Asian yes. language. I've heard that before too. They're like, it's just ugly. We want French. And I'm like, right. why? Yeah. We want Portuguese because it's like, it's pretty yeah. and fluid. And it's and I, like, I feel why? like I don't hear that often about other, like there's a lot of Spanish speakers here too in Arizona. And I feel like I don't hear people complain as much about like how annoying Spanish is to listen to or how, yeah. anno- you know, how mm. annoying another language is to listen to. I don't know if that, I mean, it sounds like you've heard it, Jonah, but I don't know if that was just like me growing up. I also grew up in Wyoming where it's, yeah. there's not a lot of diversity <laughs> or people speaking other languages, but. I've definitely heard that. And that's, and I never like, I'm remembering all of these things in my life where I'm like, yeah, that was very racist against Asian people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, even things that I've said and done, like I reflect and I'm like, wow, like I bet my friend remembers that I said that, you know, like my friend and I, she was Asian, um, half Asian. She, she I, was, she was, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I'm just she is Asian. <laughs> we're still friends. Don't worry. Um, but like our nicknames for each other, was you know she was like asian and mine was she would call me jew Mm. so it was like reciprocated in the fact that we were just like poking fun at each other's like like an interesting part of them but like that's not cool like you think about it now and i'm like damn you know even though it was reciprocated uh you know i feel you know that's not cool at all Oh man i'm having like so many flashbacks now this is like opening the floodgates. I remember, I can't, I don't remember the details, but like stupid jokes, like, you know, for you, I'm sure there were lots of like Jewish jokes and all that kind of stuff um, that, you know, they called or like terms and all that kind of stuff. But I remember like Ching Chong and, uh. you know, all that kind of stuff were like, oh, I can speak Asian. And I'm like, that, that's not a language. And then they'll go into Ching Chong, Wang Wang Yiyang. And I'm like, uh-huh. that's literally just words. You're not saying yeah. anything right now. And that's so fucking racist. Like, yeah. Fuck those people. Yeah. That used to be my friends. <laughs> I know. Literally everybody in your friend group from middle school, you're like, ah, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so, it, I feel like, yeah, I feel like growing up, I knew that being racist against black folks was bad. Like I, mm-hmm. I knew this, I, it was ingrained in me and Mexican folks too. My mom is Mexican and like, mm. So I was made aware of this, like, you don't say this, you don't say that, but no one ever gave me a lesson on this is 
racist against Asians. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like it's just not discussed. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so weird. And and the funny thing is too that like Asian people are so racist towards other types of people. Like I it's it's like it, that, I think that just kind of goes back to that thing where Asian people can play, you know, go into either bucket, like depending on how they're feeling that day or what's going on in the world. And maybe I'm, I'm part, like I'm, I'm, I do that too. Like right now, like there's all of this hate towards Asian people and I am, you know, like, I'm like, Oh, having a lot of feelings. Yeah. I'm having a lot of feelings, but then, you know, like sometimes I can, I don't know. Do I do that? Do I try and like, hide, like, do I like hide behind like like your whiteness? Do you feel like or? I mean, you took my last name because Jack Bond sounds white as shit. It so sounds badass. It, all, as it shit. sounds badass, but it is. Yeah, it is a very white passing name. Yeah, Jack's. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that's saying that's the only reason you yeah. took it or the main, you know, the main factor or anything. It does sound like you're a super spy. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's exactly why I did it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That is not the reason why I did it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure in some ways, maybe. I mean, we all do those things to some extent, like show and hide different parts of us at at different times or around different people or groups or things like that. But Mm. yeah. And I feel like that, you know, I feel like that has a lot to do with your upbringing and like, I mean, you grew up in Gilbert, you lived in Flagstaff, you lived in Bellingham, you know, all of these places I'm going to assume Bellingham is the same or like predominantly white and your friend groups have always been predominantly white Mm -hmm. um and so that's also just like your experience too you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i've definitely i think when i was younger and i was trying to hide the fact that i was asian like i think i was definitely trying to blend in and be more white and and be more in that bucket but i think as i've grown up i've i've embraced my race my culture my ethnicity a lot more um and and i think maybe that's why like this is hitting home for me so much more that you know there's all this going on and i've actually felt fear for the first time in my life this year um more you know like previously to that it was just racism it was just like stigmas and and all that kind of stuff but like now this year because of of course what president trump had said at the time um you know like calling it kung flu and and chinese virus or china virus and all that kind of stuff and perpetuating this racism and this hate and fueling that fire like it's been a a very scary year and you know it's kind of come up again what do you like i know your experience is going to be different than other asian folks of course nobody is the same but what do you feel like you would need in order you know what support do you need What's your call to action in general? Yeah, that's a good question. I think those are two separate questions. Like Mm -hmm. me personally, what do I need? And, you know, let's, like you said, that's going to be different than anyone else. I think I needed to A, be able to say these things. Um, And, you know, I I appreciate a lot of the friends who've reached out to me over the last couple of days, just check in with me and, you know, ask how I've been doing and, you know, how my family, how's my family doing and things like that. Um, so I appreciated that. And, and, um, I think, you know, for me is just being able to talk this out. Cause I, I, I don't do that. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't think I would have been able to think back to all these things. I'm like, Oh, that was pretty fucking racist. Um, mm-hmm. unless we didn't talk about this. So, you know, I'm able to reflect a little bit more on what has happened and, you know, where I am now and how that wasn't okay. And how, you know, we need to speak up about these things. And, you know, I think, I don't think it's, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people say like, oh, you know, like um, with Dr. Seuss, like what happened, um, the, some of his books had like really racist stuff in it. And I remember this one book, I remember having it as a kid. I think it was like this, uh, something about a zoo. There was a zoo of people and there was this Asian person wearing their rice picker hat, you know, with their lines for eyes with their chopsticks and sandals running and you know they're probably colored in yellow or something like that like i remember that as a kid i'm like that's why am i why is my you know race being depicted as that and so they stopped printing those books 
those Dr. Seuss books and everyone's like, oh, he's being canceled and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, Dr. Seuss is not being canceled. That's a whole nother discussion for another day. But like, I, I think we need to realize that a lot of these things that we have in our culture and society, I, I, I would love for it to see it addressed in a way that is going to remove it from the mainstream. Like, you know, like Mean Girls, we fucking love Mean Girls. It's a great movie. Um, but how can we, what can we do about this part? You know, what can we do about this part in this movie where there are these girls who are being stigmatized? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, 16 Candles, like what can we do about that? Because, you know, sure there's articles and all that kind of stuff calling attention to it, but I, I just, I wonder if there's something else that needs to happen. Um, and if it's cancel culture, then whatever, I don't know, but I I think like we can't keep having these things in here and people say like oh it's okay it's just that's just history that's just that's just what the movie is about oh it didn't mean it in that way but people are seeing this and are getting hurt by it and then mm-hmm. it's just perpetuating what's happening over and over and over you know 16 candles came out in the 80s but we're still watching it mean girls came out in the early 2000s and people are still loving it and watching it so I think unless something's addressed, then it's just going to keep going on. Yeah. So I think that's what I need. I, that's a big ask, though. Like, that's a big ask to say, like, this is what I need from all of society and culture. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, I wonder if, like, I know for me, like, what I'm going to start doing and what I have been doing is if I hear or see something that's racist, I will call it that. Yeah. You do, like if you hear your friends say, "Oh, Bing Bong Ching Chong," don't fucking let them say that anymore. Yeah. yeah, like it starts with us, and then that like if you start with the communities, you know, it'll mm. hopefully trickle up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day because I saw this again post somewhere. TikTok, okay, keep going. We're just we'll say TikTok, <laughs> um, and it was. It was geared towards sexism, but I mean, it would work for any of this. So like addressing, it was meant with coworkers, but I mean, you could do it with coworkers, friends, family, whoever. But if someone you're around makes a, a racist joke, a sexist joke or whatever. So say someone at, you know, your, your work or your friend group makes like the ching chong joke, just ask them like, I don't get it. Why is that funny? Oh my gosh. Mm. And then make them explain to you in the group like why this joke is funny. And then it's, I mean, it's inevitable that they're going to have to explain why it's funny and it's going to be super racist or sexist (laughs) or whatever. And then it's just going to bring it to light that like that's not actually funny. Damn. I love that. I'm I I don't like it. I love. I yeah, I love it because it's it's almost so innocent. It's not confrontational. It's not starting a, you know, a fight or anything. It's just like why is that funny? Like I don't Yeah. It's not like that's not funny, you fucking asshole. Right, like, right. <laughs> and then maybe hopefully people will be more, I don't know, maybe people will be more open to thinking about their own joke or learning from that, then that's not funny, you fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Defensive, but just like, let's unpack this, you know? Yeah. But unpack yeah. it and then tell them it's not funny. You fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. You just if explain say, to me why. If they say it again, their days yeah. are <laughs> yeah. unbelievably. Yeah. So they're done. One chance. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what you, what you guys bring, I, I guess goes to the next question that you had was like, you know, what's a call to action. I think that's a really good thing that people can start doing is, is calling out racist, homophobic, <laughs> sexist, whatever kind of jokes and be like, that's not fun. Not even jokes, but just what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. a lot of people probably say stuff and they don't it's mean not it as a, a joke. joke. Yeah. Totally. Um, so calling that shit out, I think a, a couple other call to actions that I feel like are important is, of course, supporting, you know, your your Asian friends and community um, and reaching out to them, checking in, saying, hey, how are you doing? I think that's really important. That's really helpful. Um, I think that another thing that people can do is support small Asian businesses. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think about my family um, and I think about a lot of like Asian uh, businesses where they're getting graffitied and they're getting, you know, like I saw the other day was like, fuck China graffitied all over a storefront. And it was a Vietnamese restaurant. 
Like, oh my god, fucking dumbass. Um, it, you know, so things like that, like, so supporting small Asian businesses because I'm sure a lot of people were scared to go to Chinese restaurants during the height of all of this. But oh, my parents who live in Wyoming still said that people refused to go to Chinese restaurants where they live because they thought they would get the virus. The one Chinese restaurant in Wyoming? Oh my God. <laughs> in town, thank you. There's one in the town 30 minutes away too. It's better. <laughs> oh, it's better. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. that's crazy. You yeah. know, but like yeah. the thing is like people didn't stop going to fucking Olive Garden when Italy was shut down because of the pandemic. Like, but people refused to go to China King or panda express maybe even so crazy so yeah i would say like fully support your asian small businesses um and then the other oh go ahead i'm postmating china chili and thai food and (laughs) i've been postmating all this shit good so i'm gonna keep it up yeah keep it up me and the belly are gonna be supporting this yeah. What other what other places can you think of that you know at least in the valley maybe do you yeah know? in in Phoenix I mean there's so many small local I mean a lot of the restaurants you know mm-hmm. look, look at a lot of the nail salons look at a lot of the uh, laundromats maybe even you know um, so I'll uh, do a little research for sure yeah do a little research because I'm sure there's a a large list of things um, where. Uh, you know, you can support specifically in the Valley and I'm sure there might be resources too for, you know, whoever's listening to this, there might be resources for, um, where you live of mm-hmm. small, uh, Asian ran businesses. Um, and then the other thing, the other call to action is, you know, like if you're, if you're listening to this and you're Asian, like speak up, like, please speak up about this because, um, you know, we need our brothers and sisters as voices to, to come together for all of this. And, and I think that, um, it's important to raise this issue. It's important to support one another. It's important to, um, just come together right now and, and, um, you know, realize that we're, we're, we're all Asian, you know, and, and, um, that it's, it's, it's important for us to speak up. So mm-hmm. I would urge, you know, anyone who's an Asian, an Asian listener to please speak up and, you know, be an advocate or you say like, Hey, I, I know about some small businesses or, um, you know, call out any microaggressions that you faced or, you know, call out any sort of racism that you are, um, um, receiving. So yeah, I think, I think that's, that's probably the last call to action I can think of. My call to action is if you're white, real, what do you have something to say? Woody's call to action is no. Now he's quiet, of course. Oh no, he's licking. He licked the microphone. He's so nasty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, My call to action, if anybody wants to hear, is uh, if you're. (laughs) Oh my god! He's talking. Good boy. Oh, he has I a think lot to say. I think he's upset about. It. He's Good like sassing the microphone. Yeah. yeah. He was he was telling a he was telling a full story with Yeah, that. he was. He loves Gavin. <laughs> okay. Um okay, what was that? Oh, your call to action. My call to action uh is like if you're white or you know what? If you're just like non not Asian, you don't have to just be white, but ref, really reflect on maybe some past shit you've said and done. Mm. Like I know I just didn't view racism against Asians as oppressive because, like, and this is when I was young, but it was because I also, I also felt like Asians had, um, you know, they had a lot of success with going to college and they had all, all of these things. And so the way that they were marginalized, I thought in my ignorance was a lot different than BIPOC and just people of color like outside of Asians and so just really like unpacking this and Mm -hmm. really understanding what the fuck like what's a stereotype versus you know all these things and just 
just really think in reflecting on stupid shit that you've said because I'm doing that now and I'm like, God dang, man, this stinks. You know, I yeah. feel I feel so bad for things I've said in the past and you know, moving forward I will be a lot more mindful yeah. of my language. I don't think you need to feel bad. You know, like I'm glad that you are reflecting and I think that's the biggest thing that, that any, that, you know, I could ask for at least, but like, I, I'm glad that you're reflecting and you are aware of it. Um, and you know, like if you, if you feel compelled to reach out to whoever, then go for it. Um, but you know, like I think the fact that you are aware of who you were and, and are willing to change, you know, your mindset going forward. I think that's, that's a lot. That's not more than what we can ask for, but it's the bare minimum we can ask for. <laughs> and every, everybody start doing the bare minimum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, do the bare minimum. <laughs> Please, Lord, everybody do the bare it's minimum. It's so true, though, because for that to self-reflect, you literally need yourself. I know. Yeah. To to sit down and self-reflect and think about like your own biases or your unconscious biases or look back at shit you said in high school mm-hmm. or middle school. Cause I've been doing that same thing, Jonah. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. Uh, like I, I don't like, and then I wonder, I'm like, how did that person feel about us all? Like having that nickname mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Like that. Like there is like one Asian kid I can think of in my high school. I don't want to say his name, but we, his nickname was like Joshy Chan. And uh, was his last name Chan? No. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, oh my God. His first name was Josh. And then his last name was not we Chan. We all just thought it was super clever. Or someone, like whoever Chan. came up for, for his name oh. was because. And that's why representation matters going yeah. back to that kind of thing because like I can I can attest to that like I grew up in a small town in Wyoming that was mostly white mm-hmm. and the few non-white kids that I had in high school or you know growing up kind of thing all if you grow up with everyone else who looks like you kind of thing the only ideas you're going to have about people who don't look like you are what you're going to get from the media yeah yeah or movies or TV or whatever so if the only representation I'm seeing of Asian people is like the 16 candles kind of thing and the sexualized girls in movies who are always sleeping with older men or whatever it is, or, yeah. you know, the, the like annoying Asian who can't pronounce their R's and their L's and the, you know, all of that stuff. And they always eat with chopsticks and the stuff in Dr. Seuss books. Like that's what I'm going to think yeah. Asian people are like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm, yeah, I'm saying like, I think a lot of these things need to be assessed. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, that's a tall order, but I think also going forward, we've had, we have so many things to celebrate though, as Asian yeah. people, you know, we have amazing movies out now. We have actors who are, um, you know, you know, what was that movie that won the, um, the Oscar a couple years back, the Korean film? Oh, Parasite? Parasite, you know, um, there's 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 so much going on in the Asian you know uh, uh, Crazy Rich Asians was you know a really big hit and they they did a lot of justice to the Asian community and the Asian culture. Yeah. Um, there's um, you know uh, oh what? there's so many good comedians Ali Wong, mm-hmm. uh, Margaret Cho's my personal favorite comedian of all time you know and so there's a there's the representation is growing but. You know what I was thinking about real quick is I feel like the I don't remember if this is problematic or whatever, but I remember seeing Harold and Kumar and I like mm. loved that movie as a kid. And I think I need to rewatch it, but I thought that movie was cool because it was um, you know, an uh an Asian person. Yeah, or a Middle East, I don't know. Non-white non non, you know, white Anglo-Saxon folks. Uh, but they, I felt like the characters didn't like, weren't like so incredibly stereotyped, if that makes sense. Hmm. I'm I don't, I didn't watch those movies, so I couldn't tell oh. you. I'm sorry. It was just about weed. Like basically okay. they're just like smoking weed and trying to yeah. get to some burgers and stuff. But yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch for sure. I feel like the only instance of like non-racism or non-race yeah uh of a 
Asian character, maybe. I, I haven't watched it. I need maybe I need to go back, but it was um uh Glenn in Walking Dead. I felt like they did a fairly good job of depicting his character, but I I mean there might have been like microaggressions in there as well, might you know, like little instances of racism or one liners or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's just go back and watch media because I'm thinking yeah. Harold and Kumar wasn't stereotyped and that, like, I bet I'll watch it and be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you weird. look at any, anything, I mean, not just with Asian cultures, you know, you watch anything like I'm thinking back to maybe it was an episode of, I mean, there's so many things problematic with how I met your mother, but. Um, there's, I think there was an episode where they, I think Robin's apartment gets turned in or someone's yes. apartment gets turned into a Chinese restaurant. I remember. And everyone, like all the waitresses were like stereotypical Chinese and all that kind of stuff. And it was just like a very tiny instance, but I'm sure, you know, also not to like downplay this, but I'm sure you go to, you watch any other thing where they go to a whatever restaurant or whatever place they're going to play up that stereotype yeah it's also like they want to make things funny and exaggerated and because they really movies and shit are created for white people to watch and enjoy and so yeah. they like to play off of and anything that's not white and make that exaggerated i feel that's mm-hmm. my own personal opinion but yeah um Woody is now chomping on a toy, and that's the only thing that's keeping him quiet. So I'm sorry if anyone can hear him chomping on it. <laughs> no, we love it. Yeah, um, but anyway, I I, I do want to go back to um, you know thinking about the thinking about I guess that self reflection, all that kind of stuff. If anyone is listening and they are doing that, like I don't know, like you were saying, like I was thinking a lot more as you guys were talking about that. Like, do I want people in my life to message me and be like, I'm so sorry that I did this. I don't know if I do or not. I don't, I don't know. Like, would you want people who called you? No. Like you wouldn't want. Yeah. Like if my friend, like my friend who I used to call Asian and she would call me Jew. Mm -hmm. If she was like, I am so sorry for calling you Jew. I'd be like, what? Like this was a consented agreed upon thing. It was, we weren't bullying each other. It was just like a weird ass thing that we did. Um, I I've had people like come to me in the past and been like, I said this ten years ago. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I said anything that might have been offensive about this, this, and that. And I was just like, Yeah, take this knowledge and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is my opinion. I feel like it would depend on the person and their reason for doing it. Because mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this true. This is the most comparable thing I can think of as a white person. But like, <laughs> I got a lot of blonde jokes growing up because blonde jokes used to be such a thing. I don't feel like they are anymore. Maybe I don't mm, know. I don't but know. the blondes are all stupid and all this stuff. Yeah. And like, if some random kid that I went to elementary school with texted me out of the blue and was like, "I'm so sorry, I made blonde jokes about you," I'd be like, "Cool, thanks. I hope you feel better about yourself." Because like, that's probably what they're mm-hmm. doing. But like. My dad, dad, if you're listening to this, no, no. <laughs> my dad would make them all the time. And like that hit different because I was yeah. like, my dad thinks I'm stupid. Mm, and that yeah, one, like yeah. I internalized a bit more. So like if he came back and apologized, that would mean more to me. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's what, like, like if you, if you're listening and you're thinking and you're doing the bare minimum and self-reflecting mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I'm, I had this nickname for my friend in high school. Or I did this like, and you're feeling yourself wanting to reach out and apologize to them, like think about why why are you wanting to apologize? Are you wanting to do it so you feel better about yourself as a person? Or are you, do you think it, it truly did like hurt their feelings or they internalized it or it did have some effect on them and it would benefit them if you apologized? That's true. Damn, babe. You're right. Damn, babe. I'm going to drop this mic now and leave. (laughs) Yeah, damn. Damn, I'm so happy I'm in this thruple. I'm the dumbest one. <laughs> That's a good point, for real. No, yeah. it is a good point. I think, I think, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, you're right. And I, I, I guess, I don't know why I thought about that. I'm like, you know, I wonder if some people are thinking about that. I wonder, 
you know, to myself too, like, would I want that? But it wouldn't make, like, I, I wouldn't want it. It's self-serving. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you all of a sudden get inundated with texts and calls from people throughout your life, apologizing for calling you Asian or whatever, like, would that make it better or worse? Or uh, yeah, mm. you know, like I'd be like, oh yeah, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminded. I guess I guess I would be glad that they have gotten to that point of their self reflection and awareness, but I wouldn't need it. Except maybe that one dad. That yeah, fucker. yeah, yeah. I'm dads. gonna say his name was probably Keith. <laughs> oh my god, dude, you're a hundred percent. Like I kid you not, his name was Keith. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. I I know. I could uh, 100% tell you what he looks like right now, too, but we'll get on this later. I don't want to expose him. His name was 1,000% Keith. That was a good guess. That's my secret golf name, so I might have to change it. (laughs) I don't want to trigger you, Jack. No, you're good. You're good. I totally forgot that about uh, about that, (laughs) or that that was his name until you just said that. (laughs) It's the whitest name on earth. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Keith. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I think I'm. I'm glad that we were able to talk through this. I, um, I think the reason why I felt like it was important for us to do this on the on the podcast was because a my therapist told me. B, um, we love her. We, we love her. B, <laughs> we have this. We have this platform. Um, we have the space to do this and see, I think it kind of goes along with the theme of, you know, our podcast is where, you know, who knows about this? We don't, I'm, I'm still learning about how to go through some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think, you know, so we're all, we're all learning a little bit about all of this. So, yeah. um, I felt like it was an appropriate space to bring this to. And I hope that our listeners, enjoyed enjoyed us rambling um but was also able to learn and take away something here too yeah i definitely took away the fact that it's important to just like also listen to your friends you know and also i took away that ricky needs to be on every episode she's now our newest host (laughs) hi ricky welcome (laughs) you will now be on every episode baby Mm -hmm. she looks pissed (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah she already dropped her mic <laughs> yeah oh yeah she mic dropped it and left Oops. you need to be uh it, it, our episodes need to be like um you'll have like a ricky mic drop moment yeah or you'll come Every up with episode. some some phrase for oh, it's it a st- it's a it's called a sting is that what it's called it's called a sting i learned it from office ladies podcast we're gonna have we're gonna have ricky's corner and then whatever we talk about (laughs) she'll put her input and then drop the mic and after four episodes the mic will be broken (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking kind of like how dak shepherd's podcast aren't your expert at the very end of each podcast he him and his co-host go through and fact check everything so we'll just have you at the end of our all of our episodes like Ricky, therapizing it. <laughs> Ricky, were we sexist? Were we were we talking about it? Were we were we showing internalized misogyny? Um, were we? <laughs> what would you diagnose this episode oh, no. as? Oh yeah, diagnose us every time. Yeah, adjustment disorder. Adjustment disorder. It will always adjustment. be adjustment disorder <laughs> with anxious adjustment. distress. <laughs> My life I'll every day. In, I'll throw mm-hmm. in something crazy every now and then. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well. Thank you guys for allowing me to do this and being here and for our listeners, thank you for listening. And and I hope that, you know, all of us are able to continue thinking about this and, you know, I'm definitely going to keep processing all of my thoughts and emotions and memories and floodgates of stuff. So, um, yeah, you can can cry, Jack, too. Thank you. I don't have the urge to cry right now. Maybe later. Maybe later. All right. Well, I appreciate both of you and all the dogs and everybody listening. Yeah. Woody spoke up a lot. That was so cute. Woody can do it. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> he just swallowed that bit of plastic. Oh, yeah. Boy. Anyway. Woody, spoke, Woody was speaking out against anti-Asian uh, and Pacific Islander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Um, love you, boo boo. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe and share with your friends. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Who Knows We Don't Pod. Send us a message with what topics you're interested in hearing more about. And if you want to be on the podcast, we'd love to have you on. Drop us a line. Love you, baby. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>